the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the Dollar Car Rental Studios. It's the Dave Ramsey Show, where debt is dumb, cash is king, and the paid-off home mortgage has taken the place of the BMW as the status symbol choice. I'm Dave Ramsey, your host. Thank you for joining us. Rachel Cruz, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author, and my daughter is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. That's 888-825-5225. Jerry's going to start us off this hour. Jerry's in Columbus, Ohio. Hi, Jerry. How are you? Okay. How are you? Better than I deserve. What's up? Um, I was just calling, um, my wife and I are retired teachers in Ohio, and the way the pension plan is set up, when one of us passes, the other one still gets the same income. Do we need to have life insurance? Sure. Okay. So the next question is, what if one of us can't get a policy? Well, then I guess you're not going to have life insurance. What do you mean? Why wouldn't you be able to get a policy? My wife's been diagnosed with Alzheimer's, and we went through Xander, and they couldn't find a policy for nope. us. You're not going to make you're not going to make a market on that. That's right. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, so uh, so she's got early onset then. Um, yes, and the thing is, we didn't go through your book, but we are on step seven. We have no debt. We're investing. We're okay. giving. So, so everything's paid off, and, um, and and her income comes to you as long as you're alive. Once she passes through the school system, right? Or vice versa. Yeah, yeah. Either way. Okay. And how old are you guys? Um, she's just turned 70. I'm 64. Okay. All right. Um, and what other monies do you have other than a paid-for house and these two pensions? We each have our own Roth IRAs. I've got a 403B. How much? And we've got... Um, in, in those accounts, about 350000 Okay. I think you're all right to call yourself self-insured if you want to. Here's the rule of thumb, okay? okay? Number, number one, and, and the income, the pension probably does it. You're probably right. Um, but with the other things, the paid-for house and the 350000 it definitely is there because you've got some flexibility. So the question we ask ourselves is, at 64 years old, she's 70 and got early-onset Alzheimer's or, or Alzheimer's, a diagnosis. Uh, if something happened to you, we've got to be concerned that she's cared for, right? And we've already made that arrangement. Yeah. Well, the the actual tactical care is one thing, but paying for it with your both of your pensions and the three hundred and fifty, um, I think she's good, she'd be okay, right? Yeah. So you're probably self insured. You reverse the question. Something happens to her. Are you okay? Well, e- even more so. You're okay, right? Yes. Right. So, yeah, you're self-insured. I'm good with that. Okay. The purpose of life insurance is to make sure the one left behind has got food, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, we're both retired, and like I said, we're actually still saving yeah. and giving. Yeah. Well, way to go. So we're still investing. And you did all this we, on a teacher's salary? Uh, yes. Congratulations. Teacher salaries. Well done. So. That's beautiful, Rachel. That's awesome. Love that. Very cool. That's the position you want to be in. Well done. Amy's in Philadelphia. Hi, Amy. Welcome to the Dave Ramsey Show. Great. Thanks so much for having me. It's good to talk to you guys. You too. What's up? Um, so I have a question for you all. Um, calling for my mom, actually. She was my grandmother's caretaker for years. Um, she had to quit her job uh, to take care of her. She did a great job. Um, but unfortunately, she didn't save anything. And um, she now lives on her Social Security. My grandmother passed away a few months ago. 
and she did, though, just now inherit $80,000, so it's a great blessing. And she asked my husband and I to, um, you know, to help her with this. So I already had her on an everyday bu- uh, budget. She lives in a small apartment, and, um, you know, we're just having her live on that. But we want, we told her, you know, this, this is her nest egg, and she really just doesn't want to mess it up this time, she said. So she wants to do it wisely, do it God's way, and um, we want to help her through that. So basically, we're, I'm calling you to see what would be the steps um, you know, how do we walk her through this? How do we help her with investing? What would be the right way? Just not sure at this point. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I mean my, my first piece of advice would be to sit down with one of our smart investor pros because they're going to be able to lay out things like what a mutual fund is, putting it in some kind of account like that that grows and, and that she's able to say, okay, how much is my lifestyle? How much do I need per year? How much return do I need? They're going to be able to really sit down and mathematically walk you through because that's that's the answer she's going to need how much does she need to live on per year what can this money do what can it grow to how much can she live off of yeah so you've got her set up now living on her social security right 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 and in our heads we just thought you don't touch it and you just just invest it just just let it just let it grow a little i mean it'll grow eight to ten thousand dollars a year Okay. Something like that if it's invested in good mutual funds. I'm probably not going to invest the whole lady. I'm probably going to set maybe 10 aside as her emergency fund. Okay. In a in a separate yeah. in a separate bank account that's not connected to the ATM and it's not connected to her checking account or a debit card. Okay. So it requires effort to get to it. Okay. Right. And then I'm probably right. going to do exactly what Rachel said and that's sit down with a smart investor pro because you don't want to invest the money and she starts watching the news, and the stock market goes down, and she starts calling you in a panic. Instead, if you know, she needs to have understood what she's doing enough. She doesn't have to become a professional investor, but she needs to understand. And what Rachel's explaining is exactly that: that they'll sit down with her and not only help with the budget, and you know, we're, we're not going to touch this money. We're going to leave it alone, Mom. You're going to leave on. You're going to live on your Social Security, and okay, we're going to let this money roll in each month and each year as it grows and um but you don't want her you don't want her losing sleep over this because the market feeling like feeling like she did something wrong and the way to solve that is to teach her and to teach you both of you and to have a person in your corner that you trust that has the heart of a teacher so click smartvestor at daveramsey.com and sit down with them and they can help you do every bit of that very good question very good job Well, if you're looking for some great Christmas deals, there's still some out there. Our team is using every reason we can to give stuff away. Uh, We're now running a sale, the Green Monday sale, all week this week at almost 90% off. And for the first time ever, we've even marked Rachel's Contentment Journal down to just $10. Plus the window to pre-order the Know Yourself, Know Your Money book, the brand new book by Rachel Cruz, is closing. If you do pre-order, you get $150 worth of free add-ons but you got to do that before January 4, and believe it or not, that's just around the corner. It's here. The book ships January the 5th, so no more excuses. This new year is the time to understand yourself and learn how to make healthy money choices, and uh, Rachel Cruz will help you unlock the psychology, the strengths, the challenges that come with each of the brand-new seven money tendencies found in her book. Check it all out online at DaveRamsey.com. The sale on all this stuff ends this coming Sunday, and you don't want to miss out on this. Pretty good stuff. It's fun. Lots of fun stuff happening. Yeah. Closing out 2020. (laughs) A lot of people are going to be helped with this book. That's that's my prayer, for sure. A lot of people. And uh, tens of thousands have already bought it, and it's... um, 
when they get it and start reading it, it they're going to spread the word. It's, uh, it's a very helpful set of materials. This is the Dave Ramsey Show. Cooking at home is a surefire way to save money. Sign up for ButcherBox. ButcherBox delivers healthy 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, and heritage-bred pork directly to your door for only $129 a month. That's less than $6 a meal, and shipping is free. Plus, new members get one package of the best-selling Whole30 approved bacon free in every box for the life of your subscription. Sign up today at ButcherBox.com slash Ramsey. ButcherBox.com slash Ramsey. Ramsey personality Rachel Cruz is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Jay is in Atlanta. Hi, Jay. Welcome to the show. How can we help? Hey, Dave. Rachel, thanks for taking my call. Sure. How can we help? Yes. So I'm 24 years old, and I got about $18,000 saved up in a Roth TSP account um, from when I was on active duty in the military. So my question is, should I roll that over to a Roth IRA right now, considering the fact that I'm currently in school and I'm not working at the moment? Uh, You've left the military? Yes. Yes. I would. It's Roth to Roth, so there's no taxes involved, and uh, you don't you don't you're not going to activate anything, and you've got eight thousand mutual funds to choose from, where the TSP has about six options, and a C option being the most valid of all of them. But you can do a lot better than the TSP options in the open market with mutual funds to pick for your new Roth, and so. Yeah, it's pretty simple. Get with a Smart Investor Pro at DaveRamsey.com and roll it to a Roth IRA. We put it across four types, growth, growth and income, aggressive growth, and international. We always tell you to take your 401k or your retirement plan, whatever it is, with you when you leave with a direct transfer rollover to an IRA at the other on your own in, because you've got more selection and more control. It's pretty simple. And uh, same goes here. Thank you for your service, by the way. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Jessica is in Canada. Hi, Jessica. How are you? Hi, Dave and Rachel. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. I'm currently on baby step number two. I'm $60,000 in debt. Um, I recently started listening to you, so I'm being intentional. I'm going at it because all the time, and I've paid off $12,000 so far. Nice. Um, <laughs> thanks. So I grew up with a very unstable home when it comes to money. Um, my mother is a very big spender, and she never, ever had enough money for the month. Um, while I don't blame anyone else but myself for my bad financial decisions, she's the one who sort of pushed me or, or guided me in the direction to make poor financial decisions, and all my debt I have is credit cards and loans. So now that I'm being very frugal, she thinks I'm completely crazy, <laughs> and she 
she was pushing me to file for bankruptcy. And every time I see her, it's a constant battle because we're on different pages and I, I can't seem to make her understand that what she's teaching is wrong and what she's doing is wrong. So I wanted to know your input on how to approach that situation. Mm. How old are you, Jessica? I'm 28. 28, okay. Well, the hard part about the relational aspect of money is that some people just don't understand. And the hard thing is you can't control them to force them to see that they are wrong. So I would say on her end, and unless she's asking and wanting to learn, I wouldn't push you know, your, your stuff on her because she's, she's not asking and you talking about it unless it's celebratory and you're like, Hey mom, I just paid this off and I'm excited. And you have that kind of conversation knowing that it's probably not going to, she's probably not going to have the best response. Um, I would probably just leave finances out of the discussion. If she keeps bringing it up, then there needs to be a boundary put in place because it's not worth the strain on your relationship. You're doing something that is wise with your money and you're going down this journey, she doesn't agree. And so being able to put up a boundary and say, hey mom, since you keep bringing it up, this is what I'm doing. I'm 28 years old. This is why I'm doing this because I want stability. I want peace. I want money in the bank. And you can give her your reasons why and say, and if you don't understand, that's okay, but I need your respect enough for me not to negatively keep talking to me do you yeah. know what I mean just having that having sometimes, that sometimes you have to just have a boundary that says we can't talk about this subject because we've, if we are going to talk about this subject we are not going to do well and i'd rather ha- i'd rather do well i'd rather have the relationship for instance i have a relative that votes wrong they just vote for the wrong people every time they, they have an, a knack for it and um and, and they blindly vote for one party regardless and um, so, uh, which I have no use for voting wrong or voting for the wrong party, regardless, or voting for a party, regardless, no matter what, I vote for that party. No, I, that's just ridiculous. And so, um, but I love them. And what I have figured out is, is they're not going to change. And so just constantly berating them about it is not going to help. And talking to them about it is not going to help because it makes me mad. So the best thing to do is just not talk about politics with that relative. Because they're just wrong. <laughs> you know? And that's kind of what you may have to do with your mom. Is just like, Mom, I can't talk about money with you because you and I don't agree on this. And we're just going to find something else to talk about because we love each other. And it's just, that's, a, you know, how's the weather? Uh, how about them Titans? I mean, you know, I mean, it's just, <laughs> you know, it's just, how about the football team? You know I mean? You just kind of find something else. And you put that boundary in place like Rachel's saying. But it's very difficult to do. Um. And, you know, probably the most difficult boundary is mother to grown daughter. That is one of the more difficult relationship boundaries because both are relationship animals and they feel entitled. They feel like they have rights to speak into each other's lives. Uh, And so they don't, you know, sometimes they just don't do well with it. And it's okay to set some boundaries in place. And Jessica, I would say for you, I mean, I heard a little bit of your tone and, and the way you even framed up the question that there's a little bit of hurt and resentment towards your mom. I mean, you said the way I handle money today is because of what I learned from her and I'm just in a terrible spot because of it. And so there is this this interesting dynamic now that you are a grown adult and you're working through, oh, wow, my mom, you know, did things in my childhood that I don't agree with. And now, because that's how I was raised, I almost just 
didn't even know to do any better. So that's how yeah. you got to this place. And but so, I'm glad you're changing everything because there's a rule, Jessica, and the rule is once you're 30, you can't blame your parents anymore. Okay, you always say that. I don't agree. <laughs> it's not that I put blame, but there is real hurts and things that go on. No, I know, so, I know, but you can't blame them. You can you can be hurt, here, but you can't here's blame my, them. Here's my quote. I love this quote. When it comes to talking about your parents, you're not here to bash them. And I heard a little bit, right? Like, oh, we're not here to bash them. We're not here to defend them. We're here to tell the truth. So tell the truth, Jessica. Like, tell the truth of of what you experience and then learn from that and grow. And so I think both of the other ends, extreme, are unhealthy because you're not getting to the root emotion of your mom. So there's a relational aspect there, too, Jessica. I would really dig into. And if there's a level of hurt and resentment, you may talk to someone about that. I mean, there's, I think all of that is very healthy. Yeah. I don't disagree with you. You always say that. Once you're 30, you can't blame your parents. Well, you can't. I'm not, you can't. It's not, I'm not bl- blaming, you're not blaming them. Okay. Not blaming. Okay. But, you're we're in agreement. But, you just don't like the statement. But awareness that once you're past 30, you can still have hurt from your parents. You can still have hurt, not, but you can't blame them. But I'm not speaking out of experience. Yeah. He has never, <laughs> ever <laughs> done anything. <laughs> yeah, look. Uh, oh, yeah. We All should right. start a new radio show. Yeah, we just start a new one here. The Con- confessions. Of the, confessions um, of the Ramses. The, uh, uh, so there's a difference. There's a difference in hurt and blame, though. All right, Doctor John Deloney, okay. tell me. Well, you can still have, you can you can be hurt. Yes. And admit that there's a wound there. Yes. And, and but you can no longer uh, let that be the reason that your you're actions. not winning. Yes, a hundred percent. That's what I mean. You can't blame them. Hundred percent. It's not yep. bl- blame. Is someone else's fault. I'm not winning. Yes. And I, that I is agree. not. It is not. No. It's not your parents' fault. You're not winning once you're thirty. It's your fault. <laughs> I don't know why you keep saying thirty. It's just well, I just made it up. It's not. It's not a scientific fact. It's just a Davism. All right, go ahead. So, she's got twenty eight. She's got two years to go. She's still okay. Oh, good. Yeah, Jessica, you got two. You more got plenty years. of time, Jessica. You're gonna make it. <laughs> oh crud! Open phones at triple eight eight two five five two two five. You jump in. We'll talk about your life and your money. But- that's a lot of what I talk about, though, in the new book with the money classrooms. So she grew up in an unstable money classroom where the emotional, the emotional communication was very stressed and the verbal communication was probably very open, knowing how her mom is now. So she felt a lot of that conflict and tension growing up. And so that unstable money classroom, it, it does affect you. All the classrooms affect you. And that does leave a hurt. It leaves a wound that you learn to overcome. Absolutely. Yep. Not not to blame for your dysfunction. And that's why I know yourself, know your money is going to be great. Yeah, that's right. This is the Dave Ramsey Show. Well, we all have enough on our plates, right? The last thing we need is to not get a good night's sleep. Think about how effective you're going to be during the day if you can't even think clearly because you didn't actually rest. That's one of the reasons I've been recommending Tuft & Needle. My family has their mattresses, and they start as low as $350. Plus, you can try it out 100 nights risk-free. Go to TN.com to pick yours out. They ship it to your door for free. That's TN.com. Great 
Rachel Cruz, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today as we answer your questions about life and money. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Zach is in Nashville. Hey, Zach, how are you? Hey, Dave, how you doing? Better than I deserve. What's up? Uh, thank you for taking my call. Um, okay, my question is, me and my wife, we are both in our early 30s. I'm currently 34. She's 32. Uh, we're pretty well debt-free. Um, I guess my question is, I, I owe $80,000 on my house right now. I'm in the position to pay it off. Uh, I haven't invested in anything, and I'm still learning that process. But I guess do I pay the house off now, or do I maybe start the Roth IRAs or go that route? I, I don't know what the best answer is, and that's, that's the reason for my call. You said, Zach, that you can pay off the house. So does that mean you have, I'm guessing, a lot of savings? Uh, yeah, I've got about $100,000. $100,000? Me and my wife both. And like I said, that'd leave us about twenty. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I've, I've been pretty focused on paying the house off. If I keep track right now, I'm paying extra to the principal. It would probably put me at about five years. I guess I would have it paid off. Yeah. How much do you make a year? Yeah. Uh, about 62. That's great. Well, what I would do, Zach, is considering you have no other consumer debt, you have a good amount of savings, I would work to still fund some money into retirement. I mean, the earlier you can start this, the better off you're going to be. Even three to four years, the fact that you guys can start in your early 30s is going to be huge. And so I would fund about 15% of your income into retirement. So opening up a Roth okay. IRA, if your work has a 401k, do that. Do you guys have kids? Yes, I've got two little girls. One's seven and one's a year and a half. Okay. Do you have any college savings for them at this point? I do not. Okay. I'm very new to the baby steps. And like I said, I was trying to figure out what the best yeah. step would be. No, with, you're doing great. You know, yeah. Being in the position. Yes, absolutely. Well, you're yeah, you're in a fantastic position on paper for sure. So yeah, I would fund 15% of your income into retirement. Then I would go and open up some college funds for your girls. So either an ESA or a 529 plan, put some money there. And then anything extra that you have that you want to throw at the house, I would do that. I would make sure you still have an emergency fund on the side of three to six months okay. of expenses. But anything beyond that, I, yeah, I would look to Zach, to be did, putting the house down. Did I hear you right that you have $100,000 in savings and 80000 pays the house off? Correct. Yes. Okay. I know that money's just sitting there. <laughs> I know. I'm just asking if I, yeah. if I understood you right. And I wasn't being sarcastic. Yes. So if I understood you right, then Rachel's advice is perfect. Uh, but I would write a okay. check today and pay off your house. Okay, and that, 20, that's kind the, of been my question. Yeah, then like, the other the other twenty thousand, the other twenty thousand moves over into your emergency fund, and then out of your income without a house payment, boom! Right yes, that, now, yeah, in your monthly yeah. budget, you set up a draw going into your four hundred one k or your Roth IRAs, like Rachel's talking about, or your company's plan or whatever, or or sit down with a Smartvestor Pro, and you may want to sit down with them anyway, and then have you know if you just start a hundred bucks a month uh, per kid. Uh, it would go a long way towards a college as young as your kids are. And so, um, yeah, I'd sit down and get at least 100 bucks a month going per kid and, and at okay. least 15% of your income going towards retirement. And without a house payment or any other payments in the world, you're going to have plenty of wiggle room in this budget to do that. 
Yeah, and that's that's kind of been my question is like because it frees me up a lot once you pay that once I pay the house off. Yep. I just didn't know if that was the best move. Let me just tell you, um, I've been doing this thirty years, and I've been telling people for thirty years to pay off their house every chance I got. <laughs> I've never had anybody call me up and was pissed because they paid off their house. <laughs> exactly. Like, Dave, that was well, the worst you advice. You ruined my life, Dave. <laughs> I've never heard that. Not one time. People get pissed at me about a lot of stuff. I get a lot of hate, but it's never been about paying off your house. <laughs> so I get, I do it. Apparently, I make most people mad about a lot of things, but that one, not, people don't get mad about that one, Zach. Hold on. I'm going to give you a copy of the Total Money Makeover, which has the baby steps outlined in it on steroids. Every detail, every nuance, every question answered about the baby steps shows you exactly what to do, when to do it, and how to do it. And it will verify the conversation that you had with Rachel and I. And I uh, put you in a great position here, brother. And what an amazing thing. 34. Yes. Way go, man. Paid for house tomorrow. Ding. Jack, if you wanted. Just <laughs> like, like that. I mean, the number of people do that, almost none. Nope. Almost none. And then to the point, though, Zach, of not having the house payment, you have no other debt. When your income comes in and you're completely debt-free, you have no other payments. That fifteen percent is easily put away, and then you guys, because because I could, I I would think living with this hundred grand of cash over here feels good. Like there's a level of security there, and when that strips down to twenty, there's going to be like a oh wow. But building that back up without a mortgage payment is going to happen so quickly. Well, twenty thousand so, is plenty of an emergency fund with a sixty thousand dollar income. No, oh, it is. But I'm just saying, just the thought of oh yeah, we could go buy a car, we could do oh, other yeah. things with that yeah. money. Yeah. That short-term savings is going to happen so quickly without that mortgage payment. So that but, feeling yeah, of but, it. But listen to this. This is what I think. Cool. 32 to 62. 32 to 67. 35 years. If he just invests, if he never gets a raise. Now, if you go 40 years at your job and you never get a raise, you're a loser. Okay? <laughs> but if he never gets a raise and he only invests 15%, not more, just 15%, that's going to in good mutual funds in a Roth IRAs. He's going to have between five and seven million dollars, making mm-hmm. sixty grand because he did this so early. That's that kid's on fire, man. That's cool. See, that's what that's why we tell you to pay off the house because it makes you rich. That's right. Yeah, and you can be in a position to be outrageously generous. You know what you can do with five to seven million dollars? Anything you want. I mean, and what if I'm half wrong? He's still okay. <laughs> I mean, he's still okay. That's unbelievable. So this is why nobody gets mad at me for telling you to pay off their house. They get mad about everything else, but they don't get mad about that. Open phones at 888-825-5225. James is in Philadelphia. Hi, James. How are you? Hi, Dave. How are you doing today? Good. How can we help? Good. Um, I just had a quick question. So um, my wife is in $139,000 of student loan debt. Um. We recently just purchased a home about two months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, really, the only debt that we have is the house and her student loans. We have no car payments, um, no credit card debt, nothing like that. I just want to know the best way to tackle her student loan debt, should, you know, whether we should just like pay half of it and then refinance it or just save up for the whole thing. And I just want to know the best way to tackle it. <laughs> How much do you guys make, James, a year? Um, so my my wife makes about 42000 uh, 42, a year. Um, I am a loan officer. I work bas- basically commission, but my year-to-date should be about like 260000 
uh, this year. Why did she go $140,000 in debt making $40,000 a year? What is she doing? Um, so she went to a private institution. Um, she, she was originally going for um, really like fashion merchandising and marketing. Um, very niche market uh, to really break into. Um, so it was pretty hard to find a job. Um, but yeah. <laughs> so here's what I would do. Um, if you make $300,000 a year and you have $130,000 in debt, I would pay off your debt in one year. Okay. 140, um, 140 from 300 leaves you plenty to live on. Okay. Like we have, we have about like 66,000 in the bank now. Good. Write that, write um, that check against it and then you're paid off in six months. Okay. You're not going to do any of this, uh, are you? <laughs> <laughs> it, no, no, I am. It's just, it, it's hard to let go of the money. Like, yeah. I mean, that would, that would be draining the bank account. Like, that would be complete, Dude, completely you, draining. you have to get rid of this. Sally Mae is an ugly old woman, and she's in your house, and she won't leave until you throw her out. And the faster you throw her out, the faster you're going to get on with your life. Let me tell you the problem with paying off your student loan debt. You're not going to do it. That's the problem. You're going to have to get on this like it matters. And if you don't, it's going to hang around for another 10 years and you're going to have a bunch of theories and still have Sally Mae in your bedroom. This is the Dave Ramsey Show. Scripture of the day, Hebrews thirteen sixteen. Do not neglect to do good and to share what you have, for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. Ralph Waldo Emerson said, The purpose of life is not to be happy, it is to be useful, to be honorable, to be compassionate, to have it make some difference that you have lived and lived well. And oddly enough, by the way, I'll add that that will make you happy. Go figure. Uh, Michael is with us. Michael's in Dallas, Texas. Hey, Michael. Welcome to the Dave Ramsey Show. How you doing, Dave? Thanks for taking my call. Sure. What's up? I had a quick question. Um, I had a two-part question, if I'm able to have enough time. Um, so my uncle pretty much just purchased a new vehicle, and I was trying to teach your ways to him and, you know, just trying to find out why he didn't just buy it out cash when he had the money available to him. And his response was, you always need a line. You always need something open, a line of credit open. And in my head, I didn't want to argue with him. So I'm just thinking in my head, well, why would you want the line of credit open if you have the cash and you have no debt? You're Except right. For the debt I, you just created. Yeah. That's just, uh, that, you know, people have these sayings, around debt that because debt is so normalized and they don't even think sometimes when they say stuff about how ridiculous what they're saying sounds i mean what he just said is i always want to be in debt yeah it's kind of a dumb statement or anything like that so that's always just like yeah um but you have a credit card you know you get fire points and stuff like that okay i can understand that but no i don't even Um, understand that my second quick question was, I have my kids in a Gerber uh, savings plan, 
And I was trying to find out because me myself, I have a Roth account and I was trying to see about how do I go about to see if I'm able to transfer the funds that are in their Gerber account into a Roth or an IRA or what would be good for them. It wouldn't be a Roth or an IRA. It'd just be opening a 529. It's not transferring. You just cancel that garbage and get a good mutual fund in your kid's name for uh, for a 529 plan. Um, Gerber is baby food company. They're not an investment company, and they sell gimmick life and whole life life insurance as a savings plan that's a piece of crap, and it's horrible. It's absolutely horrible. So uh, if I were in your shoes, I would get with a SmartVestor Pro, open a 529 or an ESA for your child, and um, just cash this stuff in and use that money to fund it. Yeah, okay, go a step further, because you said it's horrible, because I get, as a mom, when I had babies, all the baby stores know you're pregnant, so you get all these brochures, so you get, I mean, I got so many of those flyers, and it's horrible, because the rate of return of what they're taking is so small. Explain, when you say it's horrible, to a new listener, what does that mean? Well, it's a whole life life insurance policy for children. Which they don't need life insurance. It's a a savings vehicle. Yeah. Uh, that pays almost nothing, and it's housed in the life insurance world. And, you know, anytime you get around insurance of any kind that is a gimmick, meaning it's it's aimed at some kind of little weird corner of the world, like this is life insurance for children, for babies, for God's sakes, uh, or it's a savings program for babies brought to you by the same people you buy your baby food from, you should, that right there is a clue, you know? So... You know, gimmicky insurance is like cancer insurance, okay? You have health insurance that covers you if you have cancer. You don't have heart attack insurance. Why are you buying cancer insurance? Because you already have health insurance. That's why you're not. And those are gimmicky things. Another gimmicky one is um, accidental death. (laughs) Like you're more dead if you die by accident. (laughs) You're still just dead. It doesn't matter. You're not double dead. You know, and so your family needs money regardless of how you die. Well, I, I'm likely to die by accident. No, you're not. That's why it's so cheap. That, that it's a it's a gimmick. It's why it's you know it's it's like a, a war, uh, an extended warranty that only covers one side of the television. The other side it doesn't cover. You know, <laughs> right, it's like right, right, yeah. you know it's that kind of thing. So you just don't get into that, and, and then you have, um, you know, other other issues. So yeah, it's just a bad gimmicky ineffective low return life insurance product for children and um and it's it's uh yeah it's one of those things where the parents uh, the the company knows you have this emotional need to when you have a baby to do something good for them and think about their future and your noble calling as a parent and they tap into all that and sell you crap all right seth is with us in dallas texas hey seth how are you I'm doing well. How are you doing? Better than I deserve. What's up? So I have a, uh, well, I made a genius decision and bought a car. I uh, got it on a 0% car loan and could potentially pay it off. It's a five-year loan, but I could pay it off in about a year's time. Does it make sense for me to put that money in some sort of investment vehicle, or should I hang on to the loan? at 0%. I have met with thousands of millionaires. I've never met one that said, Dave, you know, I made all my money borrowing 0% on my car and investing it. Sure. So the answer is get out of consumer debt because that's what all millionaires do. 
They stay away from payments of any kind. All the studies, all the data points we have from 30 years of doing this all say that the people who build wealth are the ones that stay out of debt of any kind. Or if they find themselves in debt like you have, sir, they work their way out as fast as they can. And so I would either sell this car or I would get it paid off in about nine or ten months. I can do that. That's That's pretty much what I was looking for. Yeah, And then you take those payments. You never do this again. You pay cash for your cars from now on, and that's the shortest distance between where you are and millionaire. That's the point, because the pay, your most powerful wealth-building tool is not the manipulation of interest rates. It is your income not given to some stinking bank in the form of payments. And so stay out of the payment business and use the power of your income to build wealth with. And that's that's what the borrower is slave to the lender means. It changes everything. Okay. I mean, when your income is completely freed up and you invest it and you just watch it grow while you're sleeping. I mean, it's just, it yeah. just goes, it, wor- it literally is working for you. Money works harder than any employee you'll ever have. <laughs> it works all the time. It works 24-7. It never gets sick. It doesn't whine. It just works. <laughs> it's amazing. I mean, it works hard. Brian is in Owensboro, Kentucky. Hey, Brian, welcome to the Dave Ramsey Show. How's it going? Good. Um, so my question is, uh, I have a hard time saving money. My wife gets on my butt about not not uh, saving, but my problem is, is I grew up not having a whole lot. So when I get paid, I'm like, I want it, I'm buying it, I'm getting it now, um, instead of thinking about anything else. Okay. Uh, so I need to know how can I break myself of that habit <laughs> and save for my family. You know, I'm how, ready to, how old are you? I'm 43, but let, okay. can I give you one example? Sure. I'm getting ready to do a job in Spring Hill, Tennessee yep. uh, next week yep. at the GM plant. Yep. I will be there for about three weeks. Mm-hmm. And in that three weeks, I will make about 11,500. Good for you. Um, and but, now you're growing up, and you decided that you probably shouldn't spend, spend it all on Friday and then say, thank God it's Friday. Oh, God, it's Monday. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, but my big thing is, like, right, I'm oh, short I'm, on I'm time. Rachel, working, I'm going to so. make Rachel jump in here. What do you think? Well, Brian, I mean, I would, I'm glad you're recognizing it. So I would sit down with your wife. You guys need to do a budget together, and you need to start saving. You need to save $1,000. You guys need to be working to get out of debt and then save three to six three to six months of expenses and it's literally the habit the habit of changing and you're always going to be a natural spender it's okay i'm a natural spender actually you're a natural spender but you have if on why, that ex- why do you save if I you're say, a natural I, spender? yeah for me my motivation to save is so that i can do stuff yep so for some people to buy, some, to buy something better or, later and i bet your wife would say she saves for security she wants the level of security mm-hmm. no we're going to be okay I save so that I can do things. So it's not like you can never do anything again, Brian. You're just yeah. going to save for it and make sure you have that cushion, though, yeah. of, of an emergency fund. Yeah, you're, I figured out I can spend more if I save, and I can give more if I save. And so I, I, I don't save for saving's sake. I save for those other things. And that's there's that's, a pur- a, that's a way you can do it. it. There's a, a purpose to it. it. Yeah. That puts this hour of the Dave Ramsey Show in the books. We'll be back with you before you know it. In the meantime, remember, there's ultimately only one way to financial peace, and that's to walk daily with the Prince of Peace, Christ Jesus. Hey, 
it's Kelly, associate producer and phone screener for The Dave Ramsey Show. This episode is over, but if you heard about an event, product, or service and didn't have a chance to write it down, don't worry. We list everything you've heard about during this episode in the podcast show notes section or head over to DaveRamsey.com and click Dave Recommends. Thanks for listening. Feel like you're in a rut and living life just going through the motions? Build confidence in yourself and learn to trust the God who created you. Check out the Christy Wright Show, where Christy inspires you to break through your limitations and create the life you're proud to live. Hey, y'all, I'm Christy Wright. You know, it's so easy to feel stuck. You live life just going through the motions, doing dishes, doing laundry, carpool lines, and a whole list of commitments that bring you no joy. Why do we live like that? That's why I want you to check out The Christy Wright Show. Each episode will help you build confidence in yourself and the God that created you. Hear more from the Ramsey Network, including The Christy Wright Show, wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's James, producer of The Dave Ramsey Show. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services you've heard about during this episode. Thanks for listening.